There we go. Try not to call Dave Jenny while you're where you're at. Yeah. All right, I think we are live. Here we go. It is time for the Midlife Coffee Crisis Theory Podcast, brought to you by WinningSynthetics.com, your one stop for all things answered, and HockeyArsenal.com. Now, here are the hosts, TJ Monster and Dave Dave all right, thank you so much, Kelly. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another exciting, action-packed, fun-filled episode of Midlife Hockey Crisis, the Beer League Podcast. We are on the air. We're on Zoom today, so the whole COVID thing still messing with our production value, but I think we got some good content for you. My name is TJ Hollings. We're joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend. I'm speaking, of course, about... Danglin, Dave Dickerson. Dave, what's up, my friend? Hey, folks. How are you doing? What's up, TJ? How you, man? Everything good, man. Everything good. I'm just kind of battening down the hatches uh, here in Central Indiana as we record this on a Tuesday night. We have the remnants of the, uh, the latest hurricane blowing through. And uh, it's kind of calm right now, but for about the last 15 or 20 minutes, it's been like gale force winds blowing. And I was afraid I was going to have to move locations because it would be too loud. But I think we're going to be all right. I see that, man. I'm out in my garage. I'm looking right out, and it's getting a little dark. Getting a little dark over there. Right on. Well, we lost our guest, but he's popped right back in here. And he's kind of sideways on us there. <laughs> All right. Well, join us on the show. There he is. He's up right now. If you're watching the watching this on YouTube, uh, he is now in the, the vertical position, which is going to work a lot better uh, for my – oh, don't, don't do that, man. I will throw up. I just have to eat. You're on like a roller coaster. <laughs> Joining us. On Zoom, and a first-time guest here, uh, the one and only, the amazing Anwar E. Anwar, how are you doing this evening, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Drink some Pink Whitney, hang out with the guys. Ah, yes. Amen. Right here. Yeah. Now, just cool. to give you some idea how weird hockey players are, if you have to be listening to this, if not a hockey person, perhaps somebody uh, sent you a link to this podcast, or you just trying to figure it out. Hockey players will embrace anything that is the least big hockey related now uh the drink in question the boys are talking about is a what i would call a foo-foo drink it should have an, a little umbrella in it and a cherry hanging out of it. it's called new amsterdam but dave tell everybody why you guys drink it dude so it's uh you know i, I would love to say rivals i wish we were that big but uh uh barstool sports put it on um just kind of a, a collab essentially uh, I'm just sitting here looking at the bottle. I've not actually stared at it. But Spit and Chicklets is their, is their go-to folks. Um, and what's yeah, on the man. label in particular? Yeah, all over the label. I mean, there's some jerseys. I think there's their, the Chicklets fellas' you know, main logo. Uh, anything. Yeah, pink hockey helmet. Yeah, just a bunch of uh, stuff on there. And it, because it has something hockey-related, all of us just kind of jump on the board. <laughs> it's it's the unofficial Highlander drink of the quarantine. The Highlander. It's been the quarantine <laughs> beverage of choice for all of us. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Anwar and David and I all play on a – we have our own little travel tournament team, the which I think has just recently been renamed on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, the Indianapolis Highlanders Hockey Club. Yeah, we put uh, it as – yeah, we put it as Indy. Yep. Excellent choice because I think the Halifax thing was kind of confusing everybody – 
including my wife, who's like, we don't live in Halifax. I said, hun, don't worry about it. They greet this weird stuff. We'll, we'll figure it out later. You know, the funny thing is, is we're the Indy Highlanders. And I don't think any of us live in Indy. <laughs> no. <laughs> we all live in suburbs. I, I, we, Stop, we, all yeah. live, we all live north of Indianapolis. I think I'm probably not <laughs> as far north as anybody, about 20 miles. But uh, it, it gets a little closer as we go down. Um, I'll tell you what, let's get this thing started. Uh, I wanted to, I always ask this of our guests. We come on because we have a lot of people, I think, that are, are, are new to beer league hockey and new to hockey in general. So, and well, let's start with everybody. Tell everybody, uh, tell everybody your name and what you do for a living. And then also, how did you get into hockey? So, uh, yeah, my name is Anwar. Um, I've been playing hockey for, what, three, four years now. Um, I've kind of like always wanted to play growing up. Um, I remember when we had the Indianapolis Ice and, or Indy Ice, Indian Ice, whatever, like, the actual, like, more <laughs> professional team version was. I used to go, like, all the time as a kid, kind of always got into hockey, like, since I was younger. Um, but, you know, not in the cards for my parents wanting to pay for that. So, you know, <laughs> like, four years ago, um, I went on a streak of, like, trying new things, and I was like, I'm going to try hockey. Like, I already knew how to skate. Um, I at least did that growing up, and I was like, let me give hockey a try, have some money. Um, so let's go and do that. Um, so I joined the Fishers uh, Learn to Play. I met um, Jimmy, Jimmy Mack, who's probably been mentioned a thousand times on this been podcast. A, been a guest on um, the show. Deadly yeah. skater. <laughs> and then uh, Jeff Francisky, both of them, great people, met them and just like picked it up from there. Um, joined the Carmel League, eventually joined back with the Fishers League. But yeah, just kind of got it rolling, started playing. Um, Let's back that up a little bit. You said something very interesting. You said you already knew how to skate. And, yeah. uh, again, central Indiana, not a hockey hotbed by any stretch of the imagination, at least for you. There seems to be a pretty growing and vibrant adult hockey scene here, and we'll talk about that maybe a little later. But I'd like to know, what was your introduction to ice skating, and how long had you been skating before you, you decided to give hockey a shot? So, let's see. Probably, like, fifth grade. So, okay, so quite a while. Yeah, yeah. so – like, it was, like, always, like, Christmas time, wanted to go skating. Um, one of my Christmas gifts was, like, ice skates. Um, and just, like, growing up, I've just kind of, whenever I could find ice time to go skate, I would just go do that. It wasn't, like, as much as it is now as an adult. But, you know, um, every couple months or whatever, I'd go skating. Um, kind of, like, a fun activity for me and my family. Mm -hmm. And then as I grew up and I eventually, like, was in high school, um, I kind of hang out with some of the hockey players in high school. Um, and when they had like skates or whatever, um, after game, I would go do those and stuff like that. So, yeah. So cool. Would you, would you call your family a hockey family? You said you were a fan growing up. You used to go to games. Is that something you did with friends or is that something your family got involved? My parents, um, took me. <laughs> That's probably the most, uh, accurate answer there. You know, were they hockey fans family. or were they taking you just to shut you up? Just take me to shut me up. Like, you know, <laughs> young kid who wants to go see hockey games, they're like, we'll go with you. It's freaking cold. I don't want to go, but we'll go with you. <laughs> Let's put it this way. They, they don't want to go to hockey games now. Gotcha. Growing up high school as a kid, did you play any other sports? Or what was, was kind of your thing back in the day in, in middle school, high school? Yeah, so I grew up um, middle school playing lacrosse, playing football. Um, kind of phased out of those, went into theater, you know, very active sport there, um, doing sound for theater and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. 
questions. I so go ahead. I'm real curious. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, uh, no, I was going to say, Anwar, tell them, tell us and tell everybody else, who do you follow in hockey uh, professionally, let's just say, and, and why? We give you crap for it, but still respectful. <laughs> still respectful. Flurry? Mark Andre Flurry is like my favorite player. I mean, like, uh, just in, yeah, like, who's your NHL team? Flurry? Yeah, you do have the jersey. Yeah, do we go put it on? I can go. I can go run. Put that on right now. <laughs> uh, my phone. I'll go and show my newest poster. Okay, there you uh, go. Right, yeah. hanging up right in the living room. Auto yeah. is that autograph? Yeah. Well, it's okay. like uh, like a fake autograph kind of thing, but it's just four hundred. So for, for those for those who are listening and not seeing the audio portion of this, there's a framed framed Mark Andre Fleury. I guess you call it like a hero card. Or something like that, hang up on Mars right right in the living room. So it is it's a dead center too. It's not off to the side. That's 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 point blank right there. I yeah. call that a major piece of your home decor. That's is that Mark Andre Fleury's picture? This is actually my bedroom, so it makes it a little oh, better. Okay. <laughs> it's above his bed uh, for those of you guys who can't. <laughs> <laughs> now, now here's the funny thing. Anwar, you must be a goaltender, right? Nope. <laughs> I only want I just like I want to play goal. But I also don't want to pay for the goalie equipment. So it's kind of so always that. battle. He did down so, the gear uh, during a tournament one time during practice. Yeah, and Justin was like rocketing him like towards me when I didn't have a cup on. So <laughs> yeah, it took some shot. So cool. So you're you're in the you're in the uh, the computer and internet world. I, I'm curious. What are your what are your non hockey friends, family, work associates? What is their what's their reaction? They find out you're a hockey player. I feel like it's, um, like, you know, for friends and stuff like that, it always takes them a bit. Like, they're, like – because, like, when I started this job, I'm, like, I have three hockey tournaments right before this stupid virus, and I put those in my calendar. I'm, like, I'm out those days. They're, like, are you going to a tournament? Like, just watching? I was, like, no, I'm going to go play. So, it's, like, an explanation. Like, you always have to explain it. Like, no, I play hockey. <laughs> um, I play in local leagues. And it's, like, I think there's, like, a disconnect generally for, like, uh, these, like, niche adult sports. Mm -hmm. uh, how they work and um, stuff like that. So, um, especially since we have a Highlanders, who's kind of like this separate thing that we do. Um, right. And we travel a little bit more, so it seems like we're more professional than we are. <laughs> <laughs> little do they know. We really yeah. do. <laughs> well, for those folks, like I said, that aren't watching the video on this, or maybe they just they didn't pay much attention to the uh, uh, to the picture of the download. Uh, the other part of this that would maybe make some people's reaction a little different is the fact that, Anwar, you're an African-American, mm -hmm. which is a rarity in the world of hockey, even probably even more rare here in Indianapolis, because I believe there are, there's just yourself and maybe one other fellow that we play with or, or plays our rink, they're African-American. Um, the reason I wanted to have you on here is it just seems like there's been the double whammy. Uh, there was an article uh, floating around that just happened to get posted on social media by Akeem Alou, who uh, plays for the Montreal Canadiens, about some of the racism that he had dealt with uh, his entire hockey career from the time he was a child up to the current. And then, of course, uh, with all the protests we've seen going on over the uh, George Floyd situation. So I thought this would be a great time to kind of get, you know, someone's opinion, their take, their experiences on, you know, how you've been treated. Uh, I know I've talked to you about the Alou article. You've read it. Dave read it. Uh, I found it absolutely heartbreaking to think that in this day and age, and now this goes back to, I think, the mid-2000s, which is recent enough that any child, and at 16, let's be real, you think you're running the world, but you're still a child. 
would have to put up and deal with things like that. And if you haven't read it, I'm not going to get into the meat potatoes of it. Believe that you can go leave that on your own. Uh, if you Google Akeem Alou, and that's A K I M last name A L I U, uh, the article will pop right up. But um, I just you know, want to kind of get your take and or on, on what your personal experience has been here. Now, I'm not asking you to speak for all African-American hockey players, and Dave and I aren't speaking for anybody other than ourselves. So if anybody's listening, these are the thoughts and opinions of the three people you hear talking. So having thrown out that silly disclaimer, Anwar, just kind of your thoughts. What, you know, what's, your, what's your take on the way things are around here in Central Indiana? Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like generally, like, I mean, my pocket of the world, like, I grew up going to private schools, like, I've never been, like, one of many. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a different world for me in general. But, I mean, like, I think, you know, kind of. Uh-oh. We're having some internet issues. I think it's interesting to hear those. And, well, let me step in and interrupt you because your signal's kind of coming in and out. Um, we're, we're, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and start that over again, Anwar, because you, your frame locked up and you lost your audio. Yeah, let me see. Let's try that again. So, can you see me? I like. Uh, I can't see you, but we can hear you. Okay, I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay. So yeah, sorry about that. Easy for this. Huh? <laughs> the hurricane. Yeah. Here comes. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, generally for me, like you know, being black playing hockey, um, I think like it's the same as like a lot of the other indie stuff where it's like you're kind of like one of a few um, doing like a sport, doing, you know, um, generally like some of these activities. I remember um, like maybe like one of the tournaments, it was interesting. One of the players um, that we play with came up to me and he's like, hey, I showed your picture to um, this little kid I know. And he was like, black people don't play hockey. And I think, I mean, that kind of generally depicts it where it's like um, not a lot. I mean, you know, like we all know, ice time's expensive it's kind of hard for, you know, um, let's not say minorities, but like, you know, people of lower income right. um, to do it. And it's kind of like a um, pass down thing. Like, you know, your parents skate it, so they'll teach you to skate. Uh, your parents play hockey, so they'll like get you involved in hockey. So it's kind of like one of those things that I think is kind of depicted by that. And I think um, kind of looking at a lot of those activities that um, the Blackhawks are doing here, um that like you know by the fuel tank or whatever by you know bower whatever giving away free gear trying to get more people involved i think that's always helpful to get more people like into the game um at a lower cost but i think you know when the rubber hits the road it kind of comes down to you know that exposure to the game where it's like where your parents taking to the games where your parents um showing you around it um i think like as an adult it's definitely more inclusive i don't think anyone's really all about like you know everybody wants to play hockey like that's that's what we love I think you know as kids people get a little bit more um what do you call it competitive they get a little bit more um angsty whatever but I think as an adult it's kind of a different experience um you know I feel like you know Dave who I met like probably a year into playing um you know like everyone who I've met like on the Highlanders like we're different group I think you know um who kind of just play for the love of the game we're not ultra competitive you know we went um entire you know uh tournaments with losing so I mean you know <laughs> we'll edit that out we're gonna go ahead and edit that yeah. part out we'll just yeah that 
edit point, <laughs> stop, go, okay, continue. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I think the group that I found playing, you know, I really like, um, everyone's really friendly. I think, you know, to some people's point, it's like, it kind of depends who you hang out with, um, just like it is with everything. Like, you know, you find the right crowd, you like them, um, you stick with them, you form a tournament team, and it becomes fun, you know? So, um, I, that, I mean, that's my perspective. I know that was a little rambly, but I kind of think it's a lot about, you know, just that exposure in general to the game. And I was fortunate enough, like, early on that my parents exposed me to hockey. They let me do that. Um, they let me kind of do what I want. <laughs> so I was able to kind of fall in love with hockey early on and kind of maintain that love from, you know, an early age all the way, you know, to being an adult. Like, when I went to Cathedral, um, we, like, uh, the Indy Ice, back when that was a thing, like the high school version, ECHL, not ECHL, but um, the USHL, whatever the high school Something like was. that, yeah. It was a, it was one of the few junior leagues that had teams in the United States. Yeah, yeah so those players actually ended up going to Cathedral. So uh, they, like, were in my classes and stuff, so it's always interesting. Like, you know, I had a bunch of points in my life where I can remember, like, hockey was, like, talked about. Hockey was kind of a part of, and I don't think a lot of people have – that experience, you know, um, being black, having those kind of interactions and seeing just general exposure to the game. So I think I'm definitely a little bit different in that realm. Just out of curiosity, any, any of those guys ever go on to make a show that you remember from back in the, uh, the junior hockey days there that you were going to school with? Yeah, so Sean Corrali, um, who plays for the uh, Bruins um, mm -hmm. right now, he's like a center for them. Um, when I went to the uh, Winter Classic, I actually saw him play um, out there. So that was interesting. That's always kind of neat when you saw somebody that, you know, that you just had some type of relationship with and all of a sudden they're on the biggest stage, or in this case, at the highest pinnacle of, of that chosen sport. You said yeah. something very interesting, though, that, that I've seen this common thread amongst adult hockey players. And, again, uh, I can only speak from here what I've experienced here in Central Indiana, but it seems like, uh, the group that we kind of play with, and I say we because we all, you know, the three of us are on different teams at different times together. It seems like a lot of us are all people that had the desire to play hockey in our youth, but just it didn't happen for one reason or the other. And it seems like we just have this, uh, I don't know, oh, I, I don't want to say elevated love and respect for the game, but the, but, but the game of hockey just has this kind of special place where it's like I, I – I kind of get this feeling that nobody wants to do anything to screw it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think generally like all of us, like, I mean, during this entire, you know, pandemic thing that we're going through, you know, everyone's just like, I want to get back on the ice. Like, that's what we want to do. Uh, <laughs> that's what our love is. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. shooting around. But I think, you know, um, it's probably slightly different too. I feel like we're probably the only group that gets together and does zoom calls. Um, at all probably you know entirely thankful to dave for that but you know all of us enjoy each other's company we want to hang out and we want to do that it, what anwar is referring to is uh usually on friday nights dave organizes a zoom call with uh, all of us there's there, there's our highlanders group there's some other folks that eventually everybody ends up with a highlanders jersey but uh eventually well, yeah eventually at some point if you run into dave and you're a hockey player before years out you'll have a highlander jersey and you'll sign up for a tournament but uh, it's kind of cool. During the pandemic, we have all been getting together on Zoom calls of anywhere from six to eight or nine of us on a call. And it's just same stuff we'd be, you know, shooting shit about in the parking lot after a game. Uh, it's just no mask. Everybody's doing the comfort of their own home. 
uh, in different states of, of being dressed. So, you know, you never know for sure what you're going to see. But it's it's been kind of cool. It's been a way to at least keep some of that camaraderie going while we can't get through the ice. Right, just just the same as when we booze after the parking lot or after the games, you know, <laughs> or, or we call it parking lot. Anwar, I do have a question for you, and it's, it's kind of funny because, like, dude, we're brothers here, and I'm asking you, like, serious hard-hitting questions. Uh, you know, it – TJ and I were talking before before this, and one of the questions I want to bug you about is, you know, we all jeer each other, you and I especially, because, I mean, we, we push each other, we fight on the ice, we trip each other. I think one time we almost knocked each other out, complete yeah. accident. Um, you know, it, is there, you know, do you ever see a time where you, you people cross the line, where like, oh, hey, dude, that's not cool, where, you know, whether it's a league or anything like that, I mean, is there any that comes to mind like that? I think, I mean, for me, like, other than the one time that the one guy uh, kind of got pissed off about a little bit more action after, you know, the player or whatever, um, you know, most of the time it's fine. Like, I'm kind of a not-too-caring kind of person. Like, it's a hockey game at the end of the day. Like, we're all going to go on. I have a day job. I have other stuff to do. Um, so, I think generally, like, you know, everyone's cool. Everyone's fun. Um, I think, you know, in uh, – I play in C2 over in Carmel or whatever. And I think for that, we're a little bit more serious. But at the end of the day, for me, I'm going home. I'm going to go do other stuff. Right. So, you know, that's where it ends up for me. Right. You know, that, that was kind of something I was going to lead to. And I mean, in a sport that really a big part of hockey, for those of you that may not know, a big part of it. Hockey, they don't call it trash talking. They call it chirping. And this could be what, – what's even, what makes it even funnier in our league is typically you get into the – you know, the, the high amateur levels, college, collegiate, pro levels, chirps are going from one team to another. But in our league, it tends to be we chirp the guys on our own team. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is probably unlike any other sport that I know of, where you're actually well, calling out the guys on your own team. Yeah. And especially, I mean, like in Dave's scenario, you know, it was like a uh, one of the Fishers games. And I kind of float in and out of that league. So <laughs> sometimes I'll be on different teams than Dave, or it's like a drop in. And, you know, we play on Highlanders together, but just like regular season games or whatever, we might be on different ones. And then I mess with Dave. I'm like, fuck you, Dave, or whatever. And, <laughs> what? uh, I was going to say, one time we were, I think Anwar and I were goofing around. I'm sitting on the bench, not paying attention at all. We were in playing another Viper League, uh, which is another league that him and I both play. I think we play on four or five leagues together, Anwar. Uh, and – Amar just shoves my ass over the bench onto the ice. <laughs> I just, I got, I was so mad because I didn't know what happened. And then I just look up and it's Anwar. I'm like, damn it, you just. <laughs> Anwar. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's uh, that kind of stuff's all in good fun. That's why I asked you know, anything crosses the line. I mean, you and I are all in good fun, but it, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think sometimes that's it too. The the things you can, the things you could say to your very good friend is that something you would say necessarily to somebody you just met three weeks ago and i don't care what you're saying even hey you're an asshole uh yeah. there's some people in your life you can say that to and or i'm guessing you probably ain't going to say it to your boss when you go to work tomorrow if you talk to him on the phone hey what's up asshole <laughs> now you would say it to dave you might say it to me so it carries a different context so yeah I, I think sometimes a lot of people forget about that they don't realize that maybe you know maybe you better be a little more careful or at least get to know the people a little bit before you start calling them different body parts or what have you. Right. Well, folks, I'll tell you what, Dave, is there anything else you want to add to the conversation? 
No, it's just good to see both of your faces. Anwar, I saw you on the path. I went, I went on a scooter ride the other day, my daughter and I, and Anwar popped out. So it's good to see both of <laughs> your faces. And I, I think we got, what, a, a one week? one Literally one week before we all get one back week to from, One week from uh, yesterday. Yeah, so uh, We're recording right, this yeah. on Tuesday evening. Yep, so very excited. That's it. Yeah. Anwar, always like to end uh, our interviews with this question. Anyone that's sitting out there listening, and maybe he's got one foot on the ice and one off. Not sure if they want to come try this beer league adult hockey thing. One, give me one piece of advice for them and one reason why they should do it. Go. Um, I don't know advice. Um, be careful of the blue line would be my advice. The trips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I feel like, you know, adult friends wise, like it's a good group of people to hang out with. Um, you know, I definitely expand my friend groups, call a lot of you guys like really close to me. So I think that's definitely good, you know, people to spend time with, hang out with, grab beers, travel, you know, to Chicago that got canceled. We'll do that again. We got to do it. We got to get that going again. Yeah. We, so. You know, after adding up the total, what that Chicago trip was going to cost, maybe you could just go up there for lunch one day. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, we go see Rick Bayless. We, we go to Rick Bayless to get an entree for five hundred sixty seven hundred dollars. We're we're gonna get free beers for that though. There's gonna be free beers at that tournament. So yeah, and sports drinks. Yeah, the the tiny uh, little bottles yep. from Evansville. The little like, shots. Yeah, like legitimately shots at Evansville. Still waiting. Still waiting. All right, folks. Well, that is going to wrap this thing up. Don't forget to make sure you visit our sponsors. If you are in the market for a new twig, I cannot tell you how happy you're going to be if you take five minutes of your life and visit thehockeyarsenal.com. Dave, what's that cool promo code they can use to get the discount? Uh, I want to say it's midlife, uh, all caps. I believe so, and that's going yeah. to get you a 15% discount on any stick, any jersey, any swag they have. I know Anwar has been uh, – Pinching pennies. I saw him going through the couch the other day looking for change. He's saving up to get a jealousy of his own. That's going to be a very exciting day when that happens. And of course, uh, and where you drive, what, do you, what kind of car do you drive? Subaru. Subaru. Everybody knows Subarus must be properly lubricated. The only place you can get the best deal on your AMS oil, motor oil, Zamboni oil, razor oil, I don't care what you need oil for, is to visit winningsynthetics.com. Check those two companies out. They support us. Uh, take a few minutes out of your life and support them. And unless anybody else has got anything to say, I am going to say, Kelly, take it away. You have been listening to the Midlife Hockey Crisis podcast. We'll see you next period. All right, we are still recording. Stand by. There we go.